What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. On this fine Monday morning, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Good morning. Healthy life. You know, doing well. Are you really doing well, Bruce? I am. Yeah. I mean, seriously, uh, with, with you take out all the political nonsense that we've had re- recently and you take out the the um, polarization of our country, everything's actually pretty good around here. At least my, my neck of the woods, things are doing fairly well. You know, in my immediate life, you know, in circle, life is good. It's just the political nonsense that's going on right now and the lies and the media lying to us and the the far left trying to destroy our country. And, you know, that stuff looming on the horizon, uh, mm-hmm. social credit scoring, you know, digital dark age and all that fun stuff. That isn't fun, but it's not no, it's, I, it's something I can't control. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. We're going to be talking about some of that stuff today. Obviously, today being Monday is our tech day. And we're going to be discussing some election stuff today towards the end, though. It's not I don't want to spend too much time on it because tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be an election talk day. And we're going to talk with Marty because he said that he's so mad his blood is boiling from what he's seen in the U.S. And I'm getting the similar sentiment from other people in different countries that are saying the same thing that, hey, what the hell just happened over there? And I've got my own opinions on it. And we're going to talk about it tomorrow. We're going to dig down into all the different scenarios and all the different viewpoints of what we think happens and also so what we think is coming uh, and then where we go from here. So we're, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But today, today, it's going to be primarily, honestly, it's it's really difficult because everything in the news is election stuff. All of it. This, as I said, this is the new scam. This is the new scam. This is what they come at us with now. Wasn't Russia collusion. It wasn't uh, the, the Ukraine stuff. It wasn't. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, hell. The porn star thing. Right. Do you remember that? It wasn't all that. They, they couldn't get us with any of that stuff. They couldn't get you with the fake impeachment. This is the new scam. This is the new scam. So we're being hammered with this stuff over and over and over and over again. You say, OK, well, I, I mean, I got people I got comments coming in to me from people that listen all day and they're like, oh, Joe Biden won. Joe Biden, what are we going to do? I said, has Trump conceded? He hasn't, has he? This is not over. This is not over. What? Because the media says he says that it's over. So, what? This is the same media that's been lying to us for the last four years. Well, longer than that, but heavily over the last four years, you're going to believe them. I don't. I don't. This is the same media that said Al Gore had it locked up in 2000. This is the same media that said Hillary Clinton's got it. This is the same media that was printing up the newspapers with Madam President. The same newspapers that had Al Gore on the front page being sworn in. Of course, when he was the vice president, but they used the same photo swearing him in to be president of the United States. None of that happened, did it? So this is not over. Telling us that we're all going to die of COVID. Exactly. I mean, uh, people might be. It's also the same media that said in tw- in we'd be in underwater by now. Hang on a minute. Did, True. Did COVID? Hold on. Are we still dealing with COVID? I haven't heard anything about it in the last few days in the U.S. It's it's all kind no, of no. We we beat it. They're they're out they're out uh, dancing in the streets, not socially distancing. So yeah, clearly Schumer took his mask off. Schumer took his yeah. mask off. He's out in the crowd, high fiving everybody, walking down through the middle of the street. He so took anyway. his mask off. He did. He did. 
the hypocrisy is real. Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you? It's political theater. It's political. Th- this no, is a joke. you know what? When I was asked who won the election, I get asked. I tell people the honest truth. The government. The deep state. That's true. The government won the election. That is, that is true. You know, I was just sitting yeah, there thinking you- today. I was like, who in the hell, who in the hell decided that these people were actually going to make decisions? Who, who decided that? You say the government won the election, right? Yes. Well, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, the American people clearly didn't decide this election. They decided it for themselves. That's all this is. I mean, you don't have what you yeah. need. You just print what you need. So, that, I mean, that's all they've done here. But you know who's going to decide the election now? Because of the recounts and all that kind of stuff, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. You know who's deciding the election now? Supreme Court. So again, it's still the government's going to decide it again. We as the American people, we lost. And again, I ask, how do you quantify the fact that these people actually make decisions that affect your life? Well, they know better. Uh, no, sorry. You know what? The president does not affect my life. When was the last time Trump he did doesn't. anything to you? I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the president. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about government as a whole. Yes, every every breathing minute we live in a socialist fascist society. I cannot open up a business without paying the government money for me to open up a business. I have to pay them first. Yeah, okay, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm about ready to go on that. We're a fascist country rant. Good morning, GP. <laughs> it's nice to have you. Good here. morning. Good morning. <laughs> I need more training in. I need more training in, so I'm I uh I'm Rake a little the behind. Sand, Actually, GP. I'm a little ahead. Rake I'm a little the ahead. sand. Find your zen. Rake the find sand. your zen moment. Rake the sand. Okay, as I rake the sand, I will believe it's the. You know what? I'm not going to go down that dark road. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to go down well, this dark road, and I am looking forward I, to I being off grid for six months. I am. I have a dark. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and we're looking forward to that too. I. I have. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Not, no, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad way. I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. We're looking forward to it because it's going to give us something to do. Yes. But anyway, speaking of going down a dark road, I, I've got I've got something for you. Now, you want to go somewhere and you want to get away from this. You talked about going off grid and getting away from all this stuff. How would you like to go to the Titanic? Uh, Take my money. Well, that's exactly what they would do. You can pay 100. <laughs> I'm not joking. You can pay one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for a ticket for an underwater expedition on the, oh, t- I'll, to the Titanic. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for Black Friday. Maybe I'll go on. You'll wait for the Black Friday deal on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a. You got to stampede into Walmart and get a uh, get a voucher for that. Is that how that's going to work? Yeah, that is how it works. Yeah, maybe New Year's Day sale. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. right. Day, day after Christmas. Yes, which which yeah. will be illegal this year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't don't make fun a, of that. That's that's scary. That is a scary perspective. That if we if we is. go into that. It is. Well, what do you mean if we go in it? Listen to you. If we go into it. We're not. Here's the thing. We have been saying this battle between the two parties, which is one government, just two little two wings of the same damn bird. Yes. For years. And nothing has really drastically happened. It's not a matter of like one party versus other than war, other than global wars. We're not talking about one party versus another here. I'm talking about a fight on a global scale, which is good versus evil. That's the thing I'm looking at. But what's evil and what's good? That's the thing. It's 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 a perspective. Is it evil to kill 100 people to save a thousand? <laughs> now you're going to sit here and you're going to make me justify the stuff that I'm trying to explain. <laughs> 
which is, I don't want which to justify. Is, it's too early in the morning to it justify. Is, it is. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and go in circles and all that stuff. I was okay. asking about a trip to the Titanic, and now all of a sudden is is killing. We're talking about. The, I want to talk about the Titanic, and you're saying is uh, is killing a hundred people justified to save a thousand? That's exactly what they did on the Titanic. I know. That's where I was going. <laughs> oh yeah, I love how you circle back around on that. Appreciate that, JP. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. So more than 100 years after this thing sank, I think it sank in, what was it, like 1911, 1912? Is that what it was? I don't so, know. Yeah, uh, 1912. Let's ask somebody yeah. that would know 19, about numbers. 1912, yeah. Once it began, mm-hmm. um, uh, is once again being turned into a tourist destination. This is fascinating, actually. For $125,000 per ticket, you can now go back and relive the world's most famous maritime disaster. You're not going to relive it. I don't necessarily think that it's a matter of reliving it. It's just the fact that you can go there and you can see things. But uh, a lot of this stuff, though, I mean, they, they've brought a lot of artifacts and stuff like that up. I mean, as a matter of fact, I even have I have a uh, I have a book. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a cookbook. Uh, I know this is going to sound strange. Mm-hmm. I have a cookbook called The Last Dinner on the Titanic. And it mm. is. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's the actual menu cards that they brought up. I mean, not the real ones, obviously. It's just, you know, scans. Mm. But it's the actual menu cards that they had on board for all the different cafes and restaurants and first and second and third class dining. And they give the recipes on all of this stuff and you can make it. You can make the same dishes that they had there. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. As a matter of fact, I think I was talking cool. to you about it one time about. Yeah, 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 you did. You did. Because uh, uh, the oddities of some of the dishes. Yes. Yes. Because I was looking at some of them. I'm like, what in the world is all that stuff? But uh, a U.S. A U.S. civilian undersea exploration company, Ocean Gate Expeditions, is planning the trips for May 2021. The company is reportedly planning on six different dives to the wreck. They aim not only to cash in from tourists, but also conduct scientific research on sea life around the Titanic and create 3D models of the debris itself. They say the CEO of the company uh, says that all the bones are gone. Obviously, you know, the people that went down, mm-hmm. all the bones are gone. There are no bodies down there, uh, but there are. And this is just this is creepy. There are boots, shoes and clothing uh, that show where people were 100 years ago, he says. And that's that's very somber. It's very chilling. Mm. Uh, He continued. He says, if this was just another money losing uh, wealthy person's activity, I don't see how it scales. We don't take passengers. We do. We don't do trips. We don't do rides. We're doing an actual expedition. And to help fund this expedition, they're selling tickets to Mm. take you along with it. So for the scientific research, so you're paying for the research for this project, which honestly, I think that I think that that's admirable. Uh, If you do that, Mm -hmm. you're not just looking to to cash in on on something like that. But it says those who pony up the cash will have to uh, pass an interview process. If you want to go on this trip, they say that they don't want someone who is used to being catered to a prima donna. So basically one of you mm. know nothing garbage celebrities out there. We don't have chocolates on the pillow for you. That's his exact quote. He also said that half of the people who have already booked tickets are also already booked as tourists on Virgin Galactic's $250,000 per person journey past the borders of space. Nice. Two ticket holders for this dive to the Titanic have even scaled Mount Everest. We have others wow. who have not Yeah, we have others who have not done a lot of adventure or travel or have done minimally a safari, or they've been to Antarctica, but that's it. The trip will begin in Canada, and then we'll sail eight days to the Titanic's wreckage. From there, there will be a six to eight hour dive to the wreck. Would you go? Yeah, but I, that's my kind of thing, though. That's research. That's my kind of... That's my yeah, it is, but I mean, it's... Well, I mean, it's it's history. I mean, Because I would it. get... Yeah, it's history. Yeah, it's... Well, we've already found it, but it's... Uh, I don't think it's going to be a historic event that you're going to be reading about these people who went there and... You know, and went and took some pictures. 
<laughs> I mean, it's I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But it would be interesting to go from my end. I would like to see what the salinization is around the Titanic due to the, you know, the degradation of the iron that's going on and yeah. the metals and the petroleum. If there's still petroleum that's um, being leaked into the ocean, a lot of little things that I would like to I'd like to see myself. Well, to be but, fair, yeah, to be fair, I mean, as as somebody who's a history buff, I mean, what a conversation piece, you know. I mean, I know I right, understand right. It's, it's more than that. But if someone asked you, well, what did you do last week? Well, I went to the Titanic. What did you do? Yeah, yeah. Talk about wanting up people. You, you, they're, you see, you're doing it for the one up. <laughs> but, see now, now that's but I mean, wrong. That is that, is that is that is it is. But uh, okay, I'm also looking at it from a bucket list. I'm also looking at it from a bucket mm-hmm. list standpoint, right? What if you have mm-hmm. certain things on your bucket, like scaling? Two of these people have scaled Mount Everest, right? I would love to do that. Honestly, I, I would love to do that. But it takes years and it takes a god awful amount of money that I don't have uh, to do that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they opened it up over there where anybody can go and they can scale the largest peak in the on the planet. But a lot of people okay. die. Yeah, I know a lot, lot of people, people die. Dead. And and they don't take you down off of there. They leave you there. Yep. So no, it's kind of I, uh, I, it's kind of creepy, man. I've I, seen like the documentaries of people that are out there doing the, the Mount Everest thing and they're watching them from mm-hmm. base camp and they're walking past like. Corpses, right? That have just fallen over and died there. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I, 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 I'm not interested in climbing the mountain now. Would I go suck up my my fear of deep water that I can't see in? Would I suck up that and and mm, go on a journey down deep into water? It? I, yeah, I would actually. I would go and look at the Titanic. I think. I think that would be an an interesting. It's it's a glimpse into our past, uh, like a you know a, a historic event and. Honestly, it's a glimpse—a glimpse at um, the results of um, humans' hubris. Right? They, they were mm. arrogant in thinking this ship was unsinkable. But when you look at it from a basic engineering perspective, right? The, the basic concepts that we understand—the bulkheads and everything—that they said, "Oh, this this is what makes it unsinkable." They weren't watertight. It was open at the top. So if the water level rose to the top of the bulkhead, it would flow over into the next section. So of course it was going to sink. I mean, <laughs> just looking at it from from an engineering perspective, from our basic understanding, you see the hubris of it. Anyway, so all that to say, it, it's a glimpse of that and, and a glimpse of, uh, you know, what, what, what it looked like in the past, like uh, in terms of like... Um, clothing style or or just the the aesthetic that you would see uh kind of like a snapshot of it if you will now obviously there's erosion and whatnot there but it's still a uh, kind of an, an example of it so yeah i think it would be it'd be an interesting experience and it would be a i know the media is not going to really talk about it a lot but it's it's a historic event to have a passenger to have a tourist go down there the first group to go down there and look at this right i mean that 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 is kind of a big deal it's it's a big deal for you to be one of the first ones to go to space as a tourist that's a big deal the media is not really going to talk about it because it's not some groundbreaking thing that you know we 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 first made it to space or on the moon but it's still it's a it's a great step towards progress you know when you when you start commercializing these things you we see more growth and more uh advancements so now here's yeah, a question. Here's a here's a question. If they rebuilt the ship, would you go on that? Sure. Take my money again. <laughs> well, you might be in luck. On Black Friday. You might on Black Friday. You might be in luck. They're rebuilding it now as we speak. Or, or not rebuilding it. You mean they're building it. They're building a Titanic too. 
And yes, their they're building is, it and not rebuilding. Yes. Have you, you know how small well, the Titanic was okay. compared right. to our they're, new ships? They're building it to, okay, they're rebuilding the old one to, in the in the form of a new one. What they're doing, they're, they're going to do this in exactly the same manner, as in they're going to make it obviously updated with all of the, uh, you know, modern amenities mm-hmm. and everything. Of right. But they want it to look exactly like how the original one looked. There's a company that is going to do this. And they're saying that a handful of attempts at a real life sailing sequel, including the Titanic 2, the Titanic 2 is what they're going to call it. Very fitting is due Mm. to make its maiden voyage in 2022. So the Titanic 2 project, the brainchild of Australian billionaire Clive Palmer, is an ambitious one. And it's already run into numerous setbacks. I have heard about this. I've heard about this. Uh, However... Similar to the survivors of the original Titanic, those behind the endeavor have per, uh, persevered. And Palmer hopes that, like some of the supposed treasures that sank on the Titanic, this project will one day prove to be incredibly lucrative. So they're rebuilding it, as in they're awesome. building a replica, obviously with all of the uh, modern safety features and, and enemies and all that stuff. So, I mean, I honestly, I would, as a, as a fa- again, as a fan of history, I would love to go on a trip with that. Of course, if we can get cruise lines back in business. Mm-hmm. I don't think I see the problem is the setback is going to be COVID much like the problem that we're having with the airlines with the airlines. They're just saying, well, minimize your risk by a short period and get into, you know, and, well, and get it, to your you, destination. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The governments around the world are in except for China because China's open for business. No I know China's there. normal now. No, no restrictions there. Just throwing that out there. But Western governments are locked into a consortium of bankrupting the airlines so they can nationalize them. That's what's happening. And bottom line, bottom line, they don't want travel. Think about what I just said. They don't want travel. They don't want you to go anywhere. They want you to stay at home, locked in your house while civilization collapses around you. That's what they want. But, but indoor concerts might be made safe from a coronavirus spread. A new a new study's out now. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know how these studies go. If it actually has some kind of a logic to it, they throw it out uh, and you never hear from it. So at a glance, events with large crowds, such as concerts, have been canceled due to concerns, obviously. Uh, while the music industry has experimented with socially distanced outdoor concerts, indoor concerts, obviously they involve greater risk. Of course, if you have everybody in bubbles, that's fine. There was a concert not long ago. Bruce, you and I talked about it a couple, two, three weeks ago. Uh, They had bubble concerts. Quite sad, really. Uh, A preprint that has not yet been peer reviewed suggests that certain measures can lower risks of virus transmission at concerts. Of course, like I said, China's got this all under control. There's no problem there. It's just we dumb Westerners. We don't know what we're doing. There's a lot of things to miss about before times. Now, see, can't go back to normal. And most of them include large crowds of people. For music lovers, it's that unique experience of bonding with complete strangers over art and a little bit of sweat. But will it ever be safe again? Well, quite frankly, I think they're safe now. Just do it. A new preprint by a German researcher suggests that it will, as long as organizers take all the recommended safety precautions and attendees follow them. And if you've ever been to a concert, you know that the caveat is not insignificant here. So it's not been peer reviewed. So obviously they can't uh, they they can't quite they can't really validate it. So shall we say in the um, the communities. So they're saying that uh, to learn more about the risks, the researchers held a concert of their own at a test event in Leipzig, Germany, which yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second, where the coronavirus pandemic has rebounded and the government has ordered a second lockdown. What happened in Leipzig, Germany yesterday? Hmm. Not really in the news media anywhere, is it? What happened? There was a uh, a very large protest in the exact same square where the Germans gathered to bring down the communist regime in the old East Bloc. Mm. 
And you ask, they they went there to uh, to basically protest the, uh, the the lockdowns, and they called for Merkel's government to resign. Nothing major, really. I mean, it was it was filled. You should have seen some of the pictures and some of the videos. It was it was pretty massive. I'd say maybe twenty, thirty thousand, maybe. You know, it could have been more than that. I don't know. And you ask, uh, what were the police doing with all of the people that were walking down the streets saying, take your mask off if you want to be free? Take your mask off if you want to be free. What were the police doing to those people that were screaming that? Well, the answer is they were leaning against a building, drinking coffee and laughing. Uh, oh, and awesome. then, then you ask, well, where where were the uh, the counter protests? Where were the Antifa scum? What happened to them? Well, they got escorted out by the police uh, and they weren't allowed. What? To oh, yes. Uh, and they they tried to storm the stage with a very large banner that said um, in English translated, it was uh, uh, keep Leipzig red, which over here, red means what it actually means. Communist. So keep it red is in, in the left's hands. And the police stormed the crowd trying to take the stage and threw them out. So God forbid we actually have police that do their jobs. And God forbid we have people that stand up and demand freedom from a government. God forbid we actually have this in mass. But anyway, side issue, like I said, it's just just a bunch, as the media called it, a bunch of extremists and loonies and, and tinfoil hat wearers and conspiracy theorists out there. That's all it was. Massive super spreader event, right? I didn't see a whole lot of people wearing masks in that uh, in that crowd of those protesters yesterday. Not at all. No, 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 no. Didn't see that. Is there going to be mass death everywhere? Answer no. Of course. Of course. I'm sorry. You go. Yeah, you're trying to do it without laughing at this point. Yeah, I know. So am I. I'm just, it's too hard. <laughs> it's ridiculous. While there was a lot of contact between attendees during the entry and halftime, I'm talking again about the uh, the test concert that they put on. Most of the interactions were less than 15 minutes long, with public health experts have offered it as a general guidance for when exposure becomes most risky. Oh, I see. I see. As you might expect, those in the section, which 15 minutes just I'm, I'm just going to throw this one out there. And I've believe me, I understand how this works. 15 minutes is the average time you need to actually meet and greet and get to know someone and judge how they are as a person. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. As you might expect, those in the section with no restrictions had more contact with others than those observing social stri- uh, strict social distancing guidelines. While the physical risks were low, of course they were. The study concludes the risk of airborne exposure was higher than expected. Oh, of course. Uh, see, you have to you have to make it not worrisome, but worrisome at the same time. You see how they've done that? Still, replicating the control the controls implemented in the experiment exactly would be difficult. Yeah, it never goes how they how they train you to do it. Uh, Gabriel Scali, the president of the Epidemiology and Public Health at the Royal Society of Medicine, told the New York Times that many venues would require major renovations to bring their ventilation systems up to date. Of course, of course, mm. which to be honest with you, to be honest with you, to be fair, I'm not against that. I, I'm not against that. If you want to put in a more, shall we say, um, clean ventilation system in a in a business where you have mass gatherings of people, I'm actually OK with that, to be fair. My health facility, my gym is actually having that done right now as we speak, as we speak. So my gym was going to be closed regardless because they're doing that. So I'm actually in favor of that. I mean, nobody wants at the end of it. Nobody wants to breathe bad air. Nobody wants to drink dirty water. Nobody. I don't care who you are. So I'm in favor of of more clean and economically sound and environmentally sound uh, air filtration systems in businesses. Sure. Sure. Well, you could just upgrade that when you go to upgrade the, uh, uh, you know, zero emission. Right. Green New Deal. Doing the uh, no carbon emission thing, or or net neutral, net neutrality, or or not net neutrality, uh-huh. um, carbon neutral. Excuse me. A when you go for the carbon neutral stuff, yeah, you could upgrade the the ventilation systems at the same time too. Mm-hmm. I just want to share this 
because this is, I mean, I think this is kind of important. Now, I was referencing this study and this this particular um, experiment they did out of the Hill newspaper. Now, the Hill newspaper has taken on a new slogan. Now, I'd just like to share this with you guys because I think it's, I think it's, nothing's more inclusive than what I'm about to read. The Hill newspaper, changing America, shared destiny, shared responsibility. Why are you changing America? Well, see, it, there are a few the, things we see, could need. We do need to change. Don't well, see, but see, Bruce, it was, it's not inclusive. Oh, but it's not inclusive enough. It's not inclusive. It's not. It hasn't been shared. You see, it hasn't been shared. It hasn't been a shared destiny. It hasn't been a shared responsibility. So that that's why they need to change. I don't know what to say to it because I'm with GP. I, I agree. The there are things that we need to change, but it's yeah. Seriously, but we have a democratic process for that. You don't just go in and you just whole hog. You know, whatever. We'll get into that tomorrow. I, I don't want to get into that this morning because I'm just... We are going to have to sit down. We're going to have to uh, go through our, our stuff. We're going to go over this afternoon. But uh, we are going to have to go. So thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning. Bye.